episode seven. Get out of here, Satan. What up, everybody? We're going to start off tonight with a quick word of prayer. So close your eyes and bow your head for me. Let's welcome that spirit. Dear God, we come before you tonight, God. So grateful for your love. So grateful for another day and another breath. It truly is an honor to be here and to be able to talk about you, God. I pray that the spirit flows through us, Lord, and that it flows into the person listening, God. I pray that you just use this time, Lord, to spread your love and your message, God. I pray that someone connects with you right now, that they receive your spirit, God, that they, they get the tap on their shoulder, the knock at the door to come into your presence, to come into your kingdom, to come into your light, God. Fill us up and bless this time, Lord. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so today we're going to be talking about, uh, I think, the sin that gets by us the most, and that's pride. Um. And so my first thing, like, how I'm going to start out is I'm kind of going to explain what pride is. And uh, I think that a lot of people, right, don't necessarily know that they have their the, the pride in their life, right? It's, it's, the, it's the one sin that I think slips by the easiest, you know? And it's the, I don't know, you, you, I can't point to any part of the Bible to say specifically that there's evidence for this, but in my opinion... It's the it's the sin most hated by God. I think that's like the worst sin that there is, right? Because when Jesus comes on earth, the first thing he does is he goes after the Pharisees' pride, and that's that's the that's a lot of what he's after actually when he's rebuking them, right? Is he's he talking about all their all their different uh, prides that they have, right? How much they love the world and how much they really actually view themselves equal to God, and that's really going to be my description of pride. Um, it's not you know pride is also where I look at somebody and I'm I believe that I'm better than them for whatever worldly reason that I have but it's I think more so like whenever I think I'm either equal to or higher than God and this this that that right there right is is in everybody's life you know for like questioning like whether or not you know I I know the law of God and I've come down to places in my life where I'm like I question, right, whether or not that that law is really true, or you know, I I might I might see myself as, uh, you know, like I might see the sin that I'm doing, and I know I'm doing sin, but I I justify it by some other way, and it's like I know the truth is, is that it's wrong of me to do, but I justify myself, right, and it's really just, it's almost like a, a mind, like a like a crazy mind thing where it's like you know. I really do believe myself equal to to my creator, right? Um, I don't know. I definitely think that, uh, for, like, I, I don't know. I read it in C.S. Lewis. He wrote a, he, in one of his books, Mere Christianity, right? He has a chapter all about it. And I read, like, two pages of it. I'm a prideful person myself, right? And that's really what I'm going to speak from because it would just be, you know, I don't know. It would be a lie to speak any other way, right? I got, I, we try to keep it real on here. You know what I'm saying? But he he wrote like two pages about pride, and he was like, I was like, you know, I, when I was reading it, I was like, I don't really feel like that's me, you know. And then at the end of it, he's like, and if you don't see it, then you're probably a prideful person, right? Like you're so blind to it, you know. It's really the one that slips by us and gets away, you know. And that's like a big thing where where I can justify, like I'll justify my bad actions because it's not as bad as the person next to me, you know. When that's not what I'm supposed to do at all, right? Like, I'm literally only supposed to compare myself to God, and when I do that, I'm very small. It humbles me every time, you know? And, and uh, I don't know, I think uh, I think it'll be good to talk about because I think a lot of people don't necessarily see it in their own life. And so this, like, when I first started listening to things about pride and all that stuff, I really didn't think I was a prideful person. And when I started actually getting into it, I realized I was like, you know, I felt convicted about it, you know? And uh, I'm going to finish with this before I hop over and let Wally speak. But uh, there's this guy that I know, and he says that pride is like is like the roots of a tree, right? He says that everything grows out of pride, right? Like all of, your, all of my sin grows off of pride, right? But that the root of it is always like of, of lust or greed or gluttony or envy or any of that stuff, right? It all starts with pride and then it branches off into whatever sin the devil can, you know, get into my life. Yeah. No, that's real. 
I like I like how you started off with the Pharisees too, because you know they they knew they knew the word of God, they knew God's laws, and because they were able in their head to follow the laws so strictly, they felt that they had earned a higher ranking, that they were better than somebody that because they were so true to God's word that you know that that they were better and, and that, that's not the case at all god god is is greater than any man no matter what kind of rules you follow in no matter how devout you are to his word like he's always gonna be greater than us so the minute we start comparing ourselves to god that's when the destruction comes up and um me and chris were talking about a verse earlier in uh in proverbs and pull it up for me real quick it's um basically just saying like pride comes before the fall of all, all men you know so in these moments when here, here it is. Hold on, he just pulled it up. Oh, okay. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. So that's Proverbs 16, verse 18. And um, in those moments where we're full of pride, it's like we're, we're blocking our blessings, you know? We're blocking our connection with God because when we feel so high of ourselves, it's almost like who needs God? You know, I got this. I got this going on. I figured this out, you know? And that's a dangerous place to be in. Because in reality, we are nothing. We can't do nothing without the power of God. Like, our life will never have meaning, never have purpose. We won't be able to love people the right way. We won't be able to even function properly unless we're walking in the spirit, you know? Like, to the world standards, like, it is a normal thing to be a proud man, to be to be full of, full of the, take pride in the things you have and the things you own. But in God's eyes, it's like, like, God is not trying to simply, like, lower our pride levels. He, he wants to kill our pride, you know? He wants us to know that he is truly the almighty creator and that without him, we wouldn't even be here. So who are we to, to question his power and authority just because we think we got it going on, right? You know, and, and in my life, I, I I see this coming out a lot of times, you know? And that's mostly whenever things aren't going the way I want them to. Like, when I'm in a situation that I don't like, I might be like, why is this happening, you know? Like, don't I deserve better? When in reality, like, no, I, I deserve exactly, I deserve less than what's going on. I deserve the wrath of God. I deserve hell, bro. I deserve death. You know what I'm saying? The wage of sin is death and I'm a sinful person, you know, but by the grace of God, I've been saved and I need to keep that in mind every moment I get too ahead of myself and start trying to play God in my own life because I can't, I can't manage my life, bro. Like my life is truly unmanageable without the power of God, you know, like, I'm so thankful that I did find God because now I have the Holy Spirit in me that guides me and that convicts me. So in those moments where I do feel myself starting to lean on the pride to be feeling a little too prideful, I get convicted. You know, when when I think I'm better than somebody, I feel wrong in my heart. When when I see someone and I'm like, oh, that just he he broke, he lame, he a weirdo, whatever. It's like where where is that coming from? You know, why am I why am I automatically I'm assuming I'm better than this person even though just like just like me, that that's a child of God, you know, we're all just children of God, and God has called us to be unified, to be one body of Christ, not to be separated by different class and rankings, but to simply just love him and love each other, you know, so it's like, whenever I'm in pride and thinking I'm better than someone else, then I'm not at all doing what God wants me to do, because if you think about it, like, the simple saying of what would Jesus do, Jesus, he was God, he was God in human form, but he came straight to earth and did not go and hang with the kings and with the emperors and, and the leaders of armies. He he went with the regular people, you know, like one of the first people he revealed himself to was a woman who was so deep in sin. Like she had a bunch of husbands. She was currently living in adultery, but he revealed himself to her and told her that she's loved and that sin is washed away. You know, like he was in the business of, of loving and healing people. Not saying, oh, I'm Jesus, bow down to me, you know? Like, he had all the power to hit them with some lightning and be like, yeah, I'm God. You're going to believe this. But instead, he he simply, shout out TC, he simply just came to this earth to show us the love, the love that we don't deserve. But because he is so, so powerful and so true to his father and his father's will, he came down here to, to serve and to heal and to provide us with miracles we don't deserve and now because of his sacrifice and f through his work his faithful actions to god 
we have the Holy Spirit that now leads us and pulls us away from the pride, away from the sin. Yeah, and I'm just going to speak to on the the Jesus, the Jesus side of it, right? And I kind of touched on it last week a little bit, and uh, I'll just bring it back. Um, so God the Father sends uh, Jesus, right, His begotten Son, the begotten Son, because God the Father has never had the human experience, right? And then so He has to have the human experience so that when I'm blessed with the Holy Spirit, which is a part of Jesus Christ, right? Like, like if I just got the Holy Spirit without Jesus Christ, right, and it's just God the Father, you know, God had to send Jesus to overcome the sin on earth so that the Holy Spirit can guide me in my walk on earth, right? And so to that point, right, when you actually watch Jesus' walk on this earth, right, how I should walk when I have the Holy Spirit, you know, His walk is is constantly of service, of thinking of other people, right? Is never, never, like Wally was saying, right? Like never glorifying himself, never bow dying. It's even the thing he says is that his name will be glorified through through his Father in heaven, right? Kind of after, though, his big walk, right? Like after his walk, right? Like Christianity, which, I mean, it wasn't even Christianity then, right? It was just, they called it the way, actually, when he read Acts, was the name of of uh, people who followed Jesus. He was, because he says he's like the way, the truth, and the life, right? So they called it the way. Um, but, right, like, and even like his, his final act, right? And and so to the point of pride, right, like the solution for it's humility. And every time you get humility, it comes with suffering and pain, right? And it's like something that's been told to me is like, be careful what you ask for, right? Because I, I do, I, sometimes I get down on my knees and I pray for humility. And then I pray like, God, can you smash my pride? And I'll always get some type of struggle or pain or suffering or something to overcome because that is that is how I get humbled, right? And to relate that to Jesus, right, the most humble thing he does, right, is his death on the cross. All he's thinking about is me, someone who doesn't deserve, right? There was no pride involved, right? Sometimes I think, like, they don't deserve my service. They don't deserve my care. They don't deserve my love, right, because they're beneath me or something like that, right? And Jesus has all those justifications if that's the truth, right? But Jesus, right, he he's so humble that he literally dies for me, saves me, unworthy of that death, right? Unworthy of that saving, of that saving grace, you know? And so that's kind of what I'm getting at, right? Like, so Jesus would be like the opposite of pride, right? And it's, it's, it's good to, I'm so grateful for Jesus' walk on earth, right? Because it's the thing that I can, I can look at and say that's a that's a humble walk, right? And then I can even look at like um some of the apostles, right? Like like Peter and Paul, you know, before Jesus compared to after Jesus, right? When they get the Holy Spirit com- compared to before they had the Holy Spirit, you know, their walk completely changes, right? Like they become very humble people. They 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 lose a lot of the pride. And I know for me it's like I need that Holy Spirit if I ever want the chance of being unprideful. Like if I ever want that opportunity, because because without without the Holy Spirit, I glorify myself in everything that I do. Like so, like the way I could explain it is like all the good that I do, like like this podcast, or if I you know I even small things, holding a door open for somebody or something like that, right? Like just little things or big things where I think of somebody else and I'm really trying to help somebody else. It is literally only because God dwells within me. Like, that's, that's the only, like, because the Holy Spirit dwells within me is the only reason that anything good ever happens because my pride and my ego are, are so big, right, that if I did something good, the ulterior motive would either be, you know, glorify me now because I did something good, you know, or or just I'm doing something good to get something in return, right? So selfishness would be the other reason I do something good. But because of God, right, and I know that God's the only reason I think good happens, I can't fill my pride with the good things that happen because I know the only reason they're happening is because God's doing them through me. And that, and that that's the only way that those things happen, right? You know, but I, that being said, I still have pride in my life today and I still do good things. And I want to say, you know, I did this this weekend. And I sometimes you want to share it with everybody. Like, I want to go run around and tell everyone, like, what good things I'm doing. And it's something that I've been told is, like, you know, if you do something for somebody and tell no one that you did it, right? Like, that's truly altruistic behavior. 
And altruistic just means that you do something for somebody expecting nothing in return, right? Not even not even praise for doing the good thing, you know? But that's how sneaky pride is, is that even when I'm doing good things, it still can sneak its way into my life where I'm doing good things, but it's because I want to be glorified for it rather than I want to glorify God for it. You know, it, it just it weaves its way into all my life, you know? Um, something that, you know, C.S. Lewis touches on is like vanity is like the lowest level of pride because it's so obvious. Like when I stare at myself in the mirror, which I literally do this, like I stare at myself, like I've literally gone to the bathroom just to look at myself in the mirror. I'm infatuated with myself. That's real life. I has no lie, bro. Um, which is pride, right? But he says it's the lowest form of pride because it's so obvious. The reason pride is so deadly is because I rarely see it, you know? And just because we're doing like that, because I knew this was the topic and, and I've been prayed up about it and everything like that. Dude, like this day is, it was trash because I noticed so much pride in like everything. Even when I get angry, that's pride. The fact that I think that somebody isn't behaving the way that I think they should behave or something isn't happen, happening the way I think it should happen. Because I think so high of myself that I think that I know the right answers in the right ways that they should be following the way that I should be going. Like, like nonstop throughout the whole day, I was like, oh, man, I kept, I kept having to pray up about it, you know, and just being like, God, take the pride from me, take the pride from me, right? Which, you know, is a scary prayer because I do know, right, like I was saying before, right, that the only way to get rid of the pride is through humbling experiences where I realize how small I really am and how big, holy, and glorified he really is. Yeah, and I like how you were talking about earlier, like the opposite of pride, is is the humility like the humble aspect of it and and jesus in nature was a humble servant right so the the two greatest qualities we could carry to make us like jesus is humility and servitude because it would have been easy for jesus to come down and say you know what i've walked perfectly in this world i have denied the temptation i've denied the flesh i've rebuke satan satan has come after me many times and i've said no satan i'm here to please my father not you like get literally get out of here satan you know what i'm saying jesus jesus is that guy he literally he could have been like i don't deserve this death you do i'm going back up to heaven peace good luck you know he could let us truly die in our sin the way you know the way we we deserve because we're all sinners we're all born sinners and every single day i'm gonna sin not because I want to sin and I want to dishonor God. It's just because I am not truly as obedient as I should be, you know. And a lot of that comes from the pride of me thinking like, you know what, I deserve this or I deserve that. So I'm just going to act on that, you know. But Jesus' goal in being here was was, was to free us from the condemnation, you know, was to, to save us by his grace and his, his, his humble walk on this earth. And just a, a, a beautiful example of that is in uh, is in John. It's chapter eight, and it talks about um, a woman. So the Pharisees brought this woman basically into the temple where Jesus Jesus was praising God, was worshiping God, and they they told Jesus they said this woman was caught in adultery, and in the law of Moses it commands us to stone this woman, and so they they were trying to basically like get Jesus's go ahead of all right, like, so we're good if you're really the the son of God, like, so we're good to stone this woman, right? Because she's, she's acting in adultery. That's one of the, the worst sins, you know? But Jesus says in verse 7, he says, Let anyone who is without sin be the first to throw a stone. Again, he stooped, stooped down and wrote in the ground. At this, at this, those who heard began to go away one at a time the older ones first until only jesus was left with the woman standing still there jesus straightened up and asked her woman where are they now has no one condemned you and she said no sir then neither do i condemn you jesus declared go now and leave your life of sin so in that moment based off of the law of moses was just basically just the old testament like she fully deserved to, to be stoned, right? But guess what? Jesus loved her enough to say, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to save you, you know? And that that's truly that's truly who he was. He was he was our he's our savior, you know? And every single day when we welcome into our day, like he's going to try to guide us through the Holy Spirit 
to act in the right way, to avoid the pride, to, to avoid the temptation, to avoid the adultery, the lust, whatever sin you're struggling with. And in reality, like, we're going to fail. We're going to fall. There's going to be days where we do fold. But guess what? Jesus is not here to condemn us. He's here to save us, you know? And I think it's so important to see that, that in no way did he mess up, but he still suffered a tragic, brutal death because he knew we were going to mess up, you know? Like, he was, by the books, his statistics were perfect. He was 100% perfect. 100% man and 100% perfect. And I don't know, bro. It's just, it, it really has been touching my heart, just the love he has for us, you know? Like, I, I literally, I wrote in my Bible um, as I was reading John, which is just basically, like, the story of when Jesus was on this earth. Like, the people the people in the, in this part in John, the, the Jews and the Pharisees, they they had to see a miracle. They had to see a miracle to believe that Jesus was truly the Son of God, because he he did come down and he told them not in a in a prideful way, but in a way of letting them know the truth that he was the way, the truth, and the life. He's the Son of God, and they were like, "This guy not the Son of God," but he just he literally just showed his power, showed the power of God, and and in all the right ways, he walked in the will of God, and and. These people didn't believe him until they saw the miracles, but I just I just wrote, I was like, I don't I don't want to have to see miracles to believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he saved me. I just want to believe in God that he saved me because of the love he has for me, because of the way he'll mold my heart and I'll be able to love other people, you know? Because it's not always about like it's never it's never about me. The minute I start to think about me first, I'm no longer being humble or a servant. I'm full of pride and everything is only going to be about me. So in that moment, the conviction will come in and I need to realign myself with Jesus and say, God, take this pride away from me because you've not called me here to please me or to serve me. I'm here to help others and serve others in any way I can coming from a place of love, just like you did, you know, and who am I to judge anyone else for the sin they're walking in? Because unfortunately, I also struggle with a lot of sins, bro, and no way am I perfect, you know? And that, that takes me back to the verse that we were talking about um, a little bit earlier, and that's the that's from Matthew 7, verse 3 to 5. And that says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. So basically, it's like I got all these issues, I got all these problems and all these sins I deal with. But instead of dealing with what I got going on, I'm real quick to tell someone else about what they got going on, right? Whenever I'm, I'm talking to someone and saying like, oh, I just want them to, to receive Jesus so bad, like because they're struggling in this area or they have this issue and I know that Jesus could save them from this, like, I, I also need to realize like I've got these issues, you know, I've got a lot of problems too and, and I need to love love Jesus put Jesus first so that that plank will be removed from my eye before I can actually help anybody else you know and it's even I could just use this small example like Chris said holding the door for somebody I'm supposed to hold the door for somebody from a place of love to help them out and it's up to them whether they say thank you or not or even acknowledge it or not and if they do just walk smooth through that door and say nothing to me and I get angry then that was from a place of pride you know what I'm saying like they don't owe me nothing I'm not better than them just because I held that door. I might have I might have had good intentions, but then I look back and, and my reaction is more important, you know? It's like the reaction will show you what you're really doing something for. That'll that'll show where your heart's at because the minute I'm like, hey, that boy a jerk, bro. I held the door for him, stood here extra five seconds, bro. How dare him take this time away from my day and not acknowledge me, you know? Like, who am I, bro? I'm nothing. Like, he, he, he should have spit in my face for the disgusting sinner I am, you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's just stuff like that, bro. It's like we got to realize, like, in reality, like, we're nothing, bro. We're just we're just saved by grace, you know, by the grace of God. I'm here. And so through that grace, I'm going to try my best to love others and live in a way that's going to help others, not in a way that's going to glorify me or help me to gain anything in any way. You know, like even just the simple point of this podcast, like sometimes people are like, 
oh, like, you're going to blow up. You're going to try to make money and all that. From, no, bro, that's not the purpose of this podcast. I don't ever want to make any money from this. What I want to see from this is life change. I want to pe- see people surrender to God. I want to see them receive Jesus and then in return go out and help others receive Jesus. You know, like, this is this is the business Jesus is in. He, he's here to bring others into his kingdom, you know, and that's what he's called us to do. Our goal is, is to bring as many people on this journey as we can and this walk of faith as we can, you know. And so, I don't know. I, I just don't ever want to be that guy who who's all talk and no action, you know. I want to be just that man of love, bro, that man of God that he's made me to be. Pastor Mike. Yes, sir. Nah, that's good. Uh, yeah, and I think that's kind of like the main... The main thing that, that uh, I don't know, I felt like, that's what I felt in my heart about it, is talking about the side of pride where it's like, you know, you don't notice it, but it's still pride, right? Like kind of how Wally was saying, like, doing the right thing, but out of a place of complete pride and ego. I think what's the scariest thing is because one of our talks was about the church, right? And about, you know, people will, like run off from the church Right, and they say like, "Well, the church does this and the church does that." To be honest with you, a lot of our churches today are full of pride, and and it's it's the thing that'll push people away, you know, because they're going there to to a place where they're trying to get saved and they're trying to be be blessed, right? And then they might be condemned for the person that they are because the person who's speaking to them is prideful, thinks highly of themselves, right? Or even right, like I've seen it where some of these pastors get—they have net worths of millions of dollars, and they have huge followings, and they say the most outlandish things, trying to to grab attention that's blasphemous, not from the Bible, or they try to say things that please people to get more people to come into their church because they care more about the people, the numbers of people in their church, than they do about glorifying and honoring God. And I think that side of things is is what pushes people away, right? And I even speak, I'll speak for myself is that I, we talked about it in the Bible studies. Like, I pray that if like I ever had any type of, of a following that it would never, ever, ever go to my head and that I could turn around and glorify God for, for anything that happens. Right. But I really don't know. Like, I really don't know how I'd react under that same kind of pressure. You know, like, like my hope would be that, that, that's, that, that, that would be the case. Right. That I glorify God, but I'm a, I'm a human being too, right? And I actually look at these pastors and I feel kind of sad for them sometimes because I'm like, I know they started with the purest intention. When their church was small, they were probably great pastors. And as soon as they thought that people were coming to hear them speak and not to hear the word of God, it all went to their head, right? And and that that's right. And that's that's like the the sneakiness of it, you know, is when when they start thinking that it's all like when I start thinking and that I should start glorifying myself for things that are happening. That's when I'm in a that's when I'm in a very like dangerous place, you know? Like that is a very dangerous place to be. Or even if I'm saying things on this podcast that pleases people on the podcast, right? Rather than rather than speaking truth, right? Things that I know that I know are true from what I read in the Bible, right? Things that are not easy to hear and things that don't want to be heard, you know. They're getting active over there at the Yes, sir. A little gas station piece, corner store. But, you know, and so, and this is also one thing I wanted to do is like, so the Adam and Eve, right, that's like the first sin is is they get pride, right? They really, they see themselves. So the devil comes in and he says, who is, you know, did he, you know, they, he starts questioning God, basically. The devil questions God for them. He's like, you know, who is he to say what apple you can eat, right? Like, who is he, like? And then they think like, yeah, who is this guy that can tell me not to eat an apple, right? It's like, well, he's God. He's literally the creator of you, right? And you're questioning that, you know? And so something I want to do just so like I can understand the magnitude of how mighty and all-powerful God is compared to me, right? It's something that I heard. I'm going to explain to you an angel, and this angel is covered in eyes, has like eight wings, is like... and just so like so beyond like covered in eyes like it's all over he has it says that he has eyes on top of his eyes in the bible it's you it's a uh you starts eu you euf, euferium 
think it's how you say it, Eferium angel, and it's the angel that basically glorifies God, right? And just imagine that that angel just like popped in front of your car, or whatever you're doing right now, just came in front of you right now. This and it's this huge angel, right? You'd be terrified, like realistically, this glorified angel, right? And that angel turns to God and glorifies him and doesn't even believe it's worthy to be in the presence of God. In the Bible, it says, like, even the angels don't think they're worthy to be in the presence of God. That's why they just scream his name, holy, 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 over and over and over again, right? And then so for me to think that I'm higher than the God that's being glorified by an angel that it's a holy angel, right? Like that the angel itself is holy, right? Like that, that's insane that I question that God. You know, it talks about God. He sits on this throne, that there's lightning lightning bolts coming out of the throne. And that, you know, it speaks about Moses, right? Ask God. He said, God, I want to see you. And God's like, you could never see me because it would literally kill you. If you saw me, my light is so powerful. It would literally kill you, right? And then the only one, like the only person who was able to see God, it's Isaiah, is the only person who's ever seen God and came back to this earth, right? And lived, a, lived his life, right? It literally says that he fell to his knees and he was he was like basically terrified, right? He's like, this holy being is about to kill me, right? And he because he had unclean lips, that's it. So he felt filthy and dirty because he had unclean lips because he said things that were wrong. That's that's the sin he had, right? And he was ended up being blessed and atoned for his sins by this angel, right? But but this is the magnitude of the God that we worship, right? And it, and I don't worship him because I feel like he wants me to or he needs it or anything like that, but but I just know, right? And then so for me, the whole point of that, I was getting off on a tangent there, but the whole point of that is like whenever I see myself as higher than anybody else or anything like that, it's like, no, we're all equal here. We're all just a bunch of sinners, right? And our only chance is, is to glorify, like, glorify this God, to fall in love with this God, this God that actually wants to be with me, that actually cares about me and wants me, right? Is the only way out of this prideful nature, right? Anything that happens in my life is because of him. He gave me the breath. He gave me the salvation through Jesus Christ. So he's gave me life twice, right? He he has me born again, right? He gives me the food. He gives me the water. He gives me the the, the people that walk with me. Literally, like, there's, there's nothing that I could give him that would equal anything or anything that I could do that would pay any debts off or anything like that, right? He's He does not need me. He's self-sufficient, right? So it's... It's crazy that my mind can get into a prideful spot where I do see myself as better than someone else or anything like that. But it's my sinful nature, you know. But that's usually, like, that's the thing that I can go back to, right? It's just the magnitude of the God I worship. Yeah. Yeah, how great is our God? Yes, uh, and, and I mean, I don't know, this just kind of came to my head. Um, I was thinking about moments where I am in pride, where I truly am walking in that sin. And a lot of times it's from a place of insecurity, you know, like shout out TC and boys lit tonight. But like I was saying, um, when I'm insecure, I'm quick to jump to pride, you know, like when I'm in a situation or a room or talking to somebody that I feel threatened by, that I think is of higher status, that makes more money than me, that I even see as more faithful than me, I start to try to combat that with the pride of saying, well, I make this much money, or, well, I am super faithful in God. Look at my testimony, you know? Like, look at look at what God has delivered me from, you know? And that's a, that's a dangerous place to be in because when I start comparing myself to the next person, like, is that loving them? No. Is that helping to greater our connection with god no is that representing god at all no i got i got one of my one of my best friends my be, my best buds you know he uh he's a, he's a little guy you know what i'm saying little guy. <laughs> and and a lot of times I, I mean i just mess with him and it's it's all just love you know what i'm saying but even it's been convicting me a little bit when i call him little guy because it's like all right like what am i insecure or something like I'm, I'm a big guy. Why am I calling? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? And that could be pride in itself. You know, I'm, I'm trying to combat that insecurity by putting someone else down. So in a moment where I don't feel so good at myself, it's real easy to turn and look at all the flaws in another person. But Jesus himself, who came to this earth and was perfect, was he over here just like throwing shade on every person, on the sinner, on the prostitute, on the robber, on the thief? No, the only person, only like people group he was throwing shade on was like Chris said the Pharisees because they thought they were equal with God maybe even better than God because they could follow some rules and the reality of it is like no bro 
no, you're not. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm nowhere near where I want to be or where I need to be as far as like walking with God, you know? And so who am I to, to throw shade on anybody? Like in moments where people come to me and ask for ask for prayer or guidance and my first thought is like, damn bro, you're tripping. Like, why don't you just pray? You know what I mean? Like, why don't you just like, do you have no relationship with God? Do you have no connection with God? Like that in itself is, is prideful because I'm not called to, to look down on their faith. You know, I'm called to, to help them build their faith and help them grow in their faith, you know? And when I first made that connection, had that spiritual awakening, you know, like where I, I truly became conscious of this almighty God, this, this savior that has died on the cross for me, a broken sinner. I was so excited, bro. And I wanted everyone to feel that. And I was like, bro, you know what? I'm going to be a pastor. I can't wait. One day I'm going to be a pastor. I know it. I know God has, has called me to this, you know? And that was probably from a place, a place of pride, bro, because I thought my test. Sheesh. <laughs> Shout out TC. That's what it is. But like I was saying, you know, like I was so prideful, even in my own testimony. What what is there to be prideful in my testimony? Because you know what I'm saying. Basically, my testimony was just I was just a a drunk, selfish baser who just was doing nothing but trying to glorify myself. And all of a sudden, Jesus intervened. You know, so. I didn't do nothing, bro. Like, Jesus literally was just knocking at my door for a minute, and I was just finally like, ah, might as well answer, see what God's talking about, you know? And then once I find Jesus, you know, or at least get closer to Jesus, I'm like, yeah, I need to tell everybody, everybody about this, and I need to have a platform, I need to have a stage, I need to be a leader of a church. But no, bro, it's not about being the leader of the church, you know what I'm saying? It's not about being what we do in those four walls of the church. It's about the way I walk my everyday life, you know, like the least important is, is the church, like what I'm doing inside church. Like I could serve at the church all day. I could work at the church for hours. I could, you know, preach to people that already go to church all the time. But then I'm forgetting the people that Jesus really wants, you know, Jesus wants those that may never come into contact with God inside a church that may never even step into a church, you know, and so now my heart has shifted and my goal has changed to where I truly want to reach those people that may not get into the church, you know, that may not ever even really come to know Jesus just because of, let's say, the lifestyle they're living or, or whatever, whatever the case may be. I just want everyone to have a shot at Jesus, you know, because literally I was just saved by grace. Someone had found Jesus and loved him enough to be a faithful servant to him and had stepped out and asked me, you know, if I was okay. And in that moment, I started to feel the love. I started to feel like, dang, maybe these Christians, bro, maybe these people who claim God got some, got some good that I don't got. Maybe I really am just messing up out here. Like maybe I really don't got it, you know, because for so long I was so caught in the pride of thinking, you know what? I got this. I got this. Things will get better. I can, I can manipulate my way through the day or I can, I could, I could rewrite my story at any moment, you know, but in reality, like, no, I can't. Only Jesus has the power to make me reborn, you know, like only by the, the grace of accepting Jesus will I be truly reborn. And it took a lot, bro. It took my heart being broken. It took me losing a lot of a lot of material things, a lot of a lot of friendships. It, it felt it felt like I truly had to be alone, beaten down to my knees into a place of surrender, you know. But through that, through those trials and, and those storms, you know. I was able to put that pride to the side and just accept help, you know, and that's the most beautiful thing to me is today when people co come to me and they, they ask for guidance or they just want to know a little bit about Jesus or they want to know a little bit about why my life has changed, you know, because that's a bold step to take and that's a hard step to take. I was so full of pride for so long. I didn't want to take that step. I would go to the church some weekends, you know, and just listen to the message. Be like, Oh, yeah, that's cool. But like, I wasn't bold enough to truly step out in faith and say, I need help. You know, like I want, I want, I want to know this Jesus guy cause he sounds dope. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to say like when I stepped out of that pride, I started to hear that knock at the door. You know, I started to hear it more clearly. I started to realize like, dang, like, like God, not only ha has he been with me this whole time, he's been trying to get me to turn to him, you know, and I have denied it from a place of pride of thinking, I don't need you, God, I got this, you know, and I feel like a lot of people are dealing with that today, where 
they might be overwhelmed. They might be going through a lot, a tough season. And instead of, of surrendering and turning over to God, they just keep trying to fight through it. And we aren't called to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. You know, Jesus did that when he carried the cross of that mountain and hopped, hopped on the cross for us. He sacrificed in a way that he never deserved, but it came from a place of love where he didn't want us to have to carry that weight. He didn't want us to have to bear that burden. He didn't want us to be full of shame and guilt and condemnation. He wanted us to be free. He wanted us to be released from that prison, that mental prison, that physical prison, the addiction, the bondage, the soul ties, all these things. Jesus has has made these these sacrifices and works in our life every single day to free us from them we just have to put the pride to the side and step into his love you know that's dope how you you're talking about so there's this thing that uh someone told me he said uh you're you call me an egomaniac with an inferiority complex i could you know it took me so long to really fully grasp what that meant um an ego to me is pride it's just literally a I couldn't tell you the difference between ego and pride. I think they're one and the same, just different words. But as he told me, he says, you're an egomaniac with an inferiority complex. And I couldn't understand that because how I understood ego was that I thought really highly of myself and how I understood being inferior is that I thought I was lower than everybody. And so that's why it's the complex, right? And basically the way that, I don't know if it was revealed to me through prayer and meditation or if someone said it. I honestly can't remember how, how it came to me, but basically... How, it, how what that means is that I think, right, so if if, if you touch my self-esteem, right, so if you come at me and my, my self-esteem is touched, literally exactly what Wally was saying, right, my reaction is to go to worldly things, right, is to go touch on worldly things, like, I, now I need to get a new car, right, a new fancy car because you said my car's trash, right, and now I feel attacked by it, so I go get a nice new car, and, and uh, I build myself back up, and now I'm gaining your opinion right you now look at me higher rather than right turning around doing an esteemable act right building my self-esteem and then getting god's you know god being well pleased right and then feeling the contentness content inside because the holy spirit that dwells within me right and now i feel content as as a person because i'm doing esteemable things right because it's glorifying god because it's pleasing to god right and the big difference between ego and, and self-esteem, right, is like ego, I want all of everybody around me to look at me and have a very good image of me in their mind, right? Where where self-esteem, I have no care in the world because, right, like I know, I know the person that I am, right? I don't care what you think about me because I know who I am and God knows who I am. God knows my true self, right? And that's okay with me. So I have, I have no care in the world of what you think about me, right? Where ego is like, I'm doing everything to make you look at me and think of like think of me in a in a good way, right? Like I need I need you because I feel bad about myself. I need you to to look upon me as a something greater, so that I can feel okay, right? Rather than just getting it from within, right? And, it, and it's 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 uh it's something that a lot of people say, right? Is like you know I'm missing something, right? Like they're like oh I'm just I'm missing something. I'm empty. There's something missing in my life, right? Like something's wrong inside, right? And the thing that's wrong inside is that you, is there's there's no God, right? Like that's the thing that's wrong, right? Um I don't know. That's it's so far and you know, it's, it, it's you know, while he's snapping, but I'm just kind of going off at of you right now, but talking about like so there's people that I work with. You know, I go into the rehabs and I and I uh you know, we go out there with with the crackheads and the bases out in the streets and everything like that, right? Like, to show them love and everything like that. And some of these people, I put a lot of time, right, into working with them and stuff. And it's so, it's it's hard, right? Like, my sinful nature, I want to take it as my own and be like, when I see them doing much better than when I saw them when they, when they started their journey, right? I want to take it as my own and say, man, I'm doing a good job, right? And it's like, no, because from my own experience, I know that the only reason that I changed, the only reason that I could have ever changed is from a miracle, right? A miracle God had to perform. He had to touch my heart in such a way that I actually wanted to change all of my bad behaviors, you know? Yeah, did a lot of people guide me and point me in that direction and try to help me? Absolutely, right? It, it took good people who had, who had actually God in their life for me to even start pursuing it 
to see what it was like to have Christ in your life versus to what, what it's not to have in your life, right? But my pride and my ego, right, whenever I do it with other people, I'm like, oh, man, I'm doing so good, right? Even with, like, when we do go out to homeless people, it's like, oh, I'm doing good, right? It's like, that's why I'm, me and Wally, like, we're, we, we just started doing some of this stuff, right? It's like right off rip, we're trying to make it to where people can look at us doing that stuff and just say, like, wow, holy God has to be doing that through them, right? Like, and that's kind of how we want to be about it, right? It's like when it, whenever it's talked about or whenever it's heard about, it's like we want people to, like, say, like, God has to be working through them, right? That's, a, that's the love of God that they see, right? I want the people who we go to, right? I don't want to be out there because, you know, oh, I want to feel good. It's just because I really want to love those people. Like, I want to see them as just broken people, right, that need help. And I want to have that love from God to, to go out there with, you know, and that's what I want, right? But my, my prideful nature, my sinful nature, right? Like this whole week, bro, this is this is what I've been thinking about is like how it creeps its way even into the good things that I do, right? Like if something good happens, I want to say like, wow, look what I did, right? It, it, it's, it's sneaky. It's just crazy, you know? Yeah, I don't know if you want to. Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that because what a, what a, I don't remember what I was watching. I think it was a video. Yeah, I think it was a video on Instagram, really. And it was just a pastor talking about, like, the devil's not going to come in the, the the way we see him. You know, like, naturally we think of the devil as this, like, crazy-looking monster with horns and a pitchfork, right? Like, he's not going to come at us in that form because it's going to be obvious that it's the devil, that it's evil, that it's darkness. And we're going to be able to rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We're going to be able to put our guard up to use our armor to defend ourselves against him. The way the devil is going to creep into our life is in ways that we don't expect, you know. He's going to creep in through the cracks. Even when we're trying to do good and do right by God, he's going to find a way to sliver in there like a little snake, you know what I'm saying? Just like he did in the Garden of Eden, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't expect that to be the devil. They were like, we're in a garden. Like, don't you expect there to be a snake in the garden, you know? Like, that's natural. That's where snakes live at, a garden snake, live in, live in the garden. But just on a personal note like there's times where recently people have been coming to me and either they'll be like bro i see like the the way you've changed your life i see how different you are like what did you do and i have to remember that it's all glory to god all praise to god because god did this i didn't do nothing bro like there's no way in my human sinful nature could i make this change in my life it was truly god who came into my heart and, and shifted it he broke it and molded it into a heart of flesh that he could use in his glory and his purpose you know so even in those times where i might be at church and, and someone comes up to me and they want to receive jesus where they want to they want to accept jesus into their heart and i'll pray with them I'll, I'll do the salvation prayer with them and right after i'm like damn boy i just snapped that prayer it was fire no bro it's not it's not anything to glorify me it's all glory to god that is now someone who's lost and broken and has been found by jesus you know, they have found the true meaning of love, the true purpose of life, and that is to live a life for Jesus, you know? And even in doing this podcast, like, I don't want anyone to ever, like, look at this and be like, dang, them boys be snapping. Like, no, bro, this, we truly hope that the Holy Spirit speaks through us and flows through us in these times, you know? Um, because in no way are we looking for glory. Or no, in no way are we looking to to be seen as, as better than anyone else, you know? We truly want to be relatable, relational, and, and spread that love that Jesus has, has poured into us, you know? And that's the goal behind this. That's the that's the way I try. I try to live my life today is to honor and glorify God. But there are times where the enemy is going to try to sneak in. The devil, he, he's going to try to sneak in, even in the acts of goodness, you know? And that's why I have to be always wearing that full armor of God, you know what I'm saying? And the only way I'm protected is if I'm connected with God, if I have accepted the Holy Spirit, if I accepted Jesus and welcomed the Holy Spirit into the day so he can guide and direct me through the storm. You know what I mean? Because even though I, I, I can say, sit, sit here and say I love Jesus and I've accepted him in, in my heart, I know I'm saved, but that doesn't mean I'm not vulnerable to attacks. You know, if anything, now it's like the enemy wants to to take me away from that he want there's a target on my back now you know because before i was an all-star sinner and by the grace of god now i try to walk in a way that honors him you know what i'm saying we was running it up we was running it up with the sin but now today it's like we still sin but 
that's not our goal. Our goal is to truly walk obediently to God's plan and his will. And the only way to do that is to get out of myself, to be a humble servant, to do the things that I don't really want to do, you know, like by nature. I don't really want to go spend my whole day out there like, you know what I'm saying, like doing service and being of service. But the spirit leads me now. And when I don't do those things, I feel convicted. And that's God's way of saying like, hey, bro, it's not about you. You know what I'm saying? So just sit down and be humble. You feel me? That's crazy. <laughs> nah. <laughs> humble beast. All right, so you go ready about close out. I'm going to just read this. So this is Mere Christianity. Um, bro, I just read this book. He's just so, like C.S. Lewis. He's far. I just bought another one of his books. But here's a paragraph that he writes on pride and humility. He says, we must not think pride is something God forbids because he's offended at it, or that humility is something he demands as due to his own dignity. As if God himself was proud, he is not in the least worried about his dignity. The point is, he wants you to know him, wants to give you himself, and he and you are two things of such a kind that if you really get into any kind of touch with him, you will in fact be humble, delightedly humble, feeling the infinite relief of having for once got rid of all the silly nonsense about your own dignity, which has made you restless and unhappy all your life. He is trying to make you humble in order to make this moment possible, trying to take off a lot of silly, ugly, fancy dress in which we have all got ourselves up and are strutting about like the little idiots we are. I wish I had got a bit further with humility myself. If I had, I could probably tell you more about the relief, the comfort of taking the fancy dress off, getting rid of the false self with all its looks at, look at me and aren't I a good boy, and all its posing and posturing, to get even near it, even for a moment, is like a drink of cold water to a man in the desert. You want to close out? Yeah. Yeah, that's fire. Thanks for reading that. Shout out. That's C.S. Lewis, right? Yeah. Shout out C.S. Lewis. That boy fire. If you haven't checked him out, check out his books. They're available on Amazon. Shout him out, bro. No, but, yeah, that was fire, bro. I just want to close this out in a quick moment of prayer, you know, hoping that, if you're still listening, if you're still tuned in, that your heart has been touched and that you can receive the Holy Spirit. So once again, close your eyes and bow your head. Dear God, we come before you so grateful, Lord. I pray that whoever's on the other side of this podcast, Lord, would receive you at this time, God, and that they would just get out of their own way and surrender to you, God. For so long, I was blocking the blessings, Lord, by being full of pride and full of all these sins. And the life change comes when I, I step to the side and let you take the wheel, Jesus. So I pray, Lord, that right now, whoever's listening, God, would just leave everything in their life, all the struggles, all the worry, the fear, God. Leave it in your hands, God, and let you handle it because that was the best decision I ever made was to get out of your way and let you get to work. That's all you want from us, God, is just to surrender, Lord. So I pray that whoever's listening receives Jesus, God, and begins to seek you, Lord. I pray that they are filled with the Holy Spirit, and that they can walk according to your will, Lord Jesus. We love you. We are so grateful for this day. In your almighty name we pray. Amen. Man, we just want to shout out everyone that has tuned into the podcast, that has gave us feedback, showed us love. Man, we just hope that you continue to share this podcast in the hopes that it would reach someone that feels lost, that feels that they may not know God. Our goal here is just to bring people closer to God and show them that they are loved and that they have a purpose.